0: to enjoy life you have one chance and you have one heart and if you carry all that hatred in your heart you're preventing yourself that happiness that life is all about you should just enjoy life enjoy what life has to offer and for me personally there is nothing better in life than the laughter of a child than to be able to pay it forward and help somebody in need to watch them find that inner spirit and inner life again Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of A Contagious Smile, where every smile tells a story. This is a little different today because we have my very, very good friend, Megan, with us, who's also an amazing podcast host, and we are going to cover something that is not really either one of our norms up to this far. It will be going forward, but not at the moment. Megan is an amazing host. She's kind of taken a hiatus for a moment to rebrand and redo her show. And I've had the honest luxury of knowing a little bit about what's coming and it is amazing. So trust me when I say be on the lookout, it's coming. Tell us the name of your show, Miss Megan, and thank you again for joining us. Yes, I'm so excited to
1: be on the show again. So the new show is called Flow Rising and we are focusing on entrepreneurship, but through the lens of a domestic of vi- domestic violence survivor, their stories, how they've used entrepreneurship and their own businesses to kickstart their healing and their thriving. And, you know, the amazing women that um, we, we are of all of the struggles that we went through, but then all of the amazing, great stuff um, that happens once they get into the thriving state and into entrepreneurship. And so I'm excited about it. But yes, the show is called
0: Flow Rising. And believe me, we're going to promote it because it is amazing. I've seen a lot of it and it's going to be fantastic and I'll be addicted to it. So, there you go. so <laughs> good stuff. We are going to talk about narcissism and the narcissistic people. I don't like to call them people. I don't like <gasps> that title, but we have both had our fair share of them in our lives, and even though neither one of us have a psychology or psychiatry degree, I think we both have earned our doctorate in the hard knocks of life. Agreed, yes, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Like my sperm and egg donor are um, undiagnosed narcissists, and mm-hmm. that life and like thirty years on a the counselor therapist couch made you know. me realize that that's what put me in the hands of my abuser. Not to mention that they actually had him come into my life. Like they yeah. knew him and put him in my life, which is just mind blowing. So you've had people in your life. Oh yeah. So, I mean, and that's just a, like a realization
1: that I've had now that I'm, you know, in my forties and looking back, um, you know, doing my healing journey around my abuser, my ex, and the 18 years I spent with him. And definitely, definitely a narcissistic, classic narcissistic personality. And why I started delving into, you know, reading, I'm weird. I like reading psychological journals, like the actual ones written for psychiatrists, even though I never was one, but just learning all about that in that vein, and then realizing, oh my gosh, my mother's this too, completely undiagnosed, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and- I used to up until recently when I have decided to separate from from my family because of her I used to say oh she's a nice human being but and the but list just kept getting longer and longer and one day I went she's a narcissist and not exactly a nice human being wow right but it did train me I mean from birth it is almost and I I hate to use this analogy but it is no different than when pedophiles uh, groom children for the next step. It is the same thing with a narcissistic parent, a narcissistic grandparent. When it happens in childhood, you are absolutely programmed to walk into nothing but narcissistic
0: relationships until you choose to break that cycle. Right. Um, Isn't it ironic that the people that need to be on the couch never go because they don't think a thing is wrong with them. And it's all put onto us. And we're the ones that sit on
1: the couch wondering what we've done wrong. But just, I mean, I think it speaks to the narcissistic mind. I was teasing you earlier. I I was reading an article, (laughs) which I love to do, but it was all about spotting a narcissist. And Mm -hmm. I think it goes to one, we have to accept the fact that narcissism and borderline narcissism is actually a mental dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Their brains, there is... So yeah, you would think, gosh, don't they realize they're doing this? No. They actually think that the way they operate is how everybody operates. Just like you and I, the world's through our lenses, right? We all see the world. Their skewed, messed up version of the world is how they think everybody is. So when they're sitting there you know, gaslighting or lying or denying or telling you you're the cheater when they're the cheater. Right. I mean, that's a, we could get into that topic actually very specifically. If they're accusing you of something, they're doing the thing, but they do all of those things thinking that that's actually how the world operates, that they're not the minority. They're not the messed up ones. They're not the mentally skewed human beings. Um, And it is a mental disease. However, it is one that actually people can recover from. Right. People actually have have to want to, they have to see it. They have to recognize it. And then they have to choose therapy and changing and healing. And they have to never do it and they won't choose it because again, their mindset is there's nothing wrong with me. It's all you. There's something wrong with you, not me. Yes. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: But it is interesting to me how many women, especially that I will talk to that say their mother was their narcissistic abuser before their monster.
0: I had both, Mm. but they were in their own way different. Like Mm -hmm. I just never understood. And like growing up, I used to say to my grandparents who were everything they said, I said to them, how could you have raised him? And I said, because he's not like you. And then they said, we could ask you the same question. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get that for the longest time because I was young and I didn't understand that. And it was like, I I don't get it. And then I said, what ruined him? Mm -hmm. And they told me my egg donor. And I realized much later what they meant by that. And it's a cushy thing. Like, you know, um, and it's so horrible because no matter how bad it got, the minute I heard something was going wrong with them, I would jump to see yeah but it was never that way the other way like it was never like I have surgery and it's not even a phone call when I had this done redone my face when they had to do the mandula and the mandibula it was um the whole day in the OR and they literally went on a three-week vacation the next day like literally and I had no one but my daughter who has medical needs herself and I had no one and I am like taking care of it and during that period of time I got shingles right and and the thing is 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 literally I was in my corporate job when I was in my 20s and I had called him at his office and his receptionist said oh he left he's sick I left my job and my boss is like you could be fired you have a meeting you're 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 waiting in minute and I was like I can get another job and I left and he wasn't sick no and then he was like why didn't tell you to come but
1: well because they've And I think this is the thing that to point out about the narcissistic, especially parent, if that's who it is in your life, whether you're a child or an adult, um, the thing that they do the most, more than anything in the world, is play the victim. And so they train you from young that you, their victim, actually has to be so um, uh, hyper-tuned and almost... All of us who are narcissistic survivors are empathic in a lot of ways. Very much. Because we have had to know what was going on before it happened to keep ourselves sane. sane. And sane. And sane. I, I don't think I ever understood the sane part until I became an adult and realized that I had the choice, which only recently in my life was I don't have to answer your phone calls. I don't have to respond to your texts. I do. At least you get them. Engaged. Well, and that's the thing. I get them few and far between, but now they're just, they just want to talk to my son, their grandson. And I'm like, you know, and and I look at it in the, you know, the vein of what they did to me, they didn't do to my child. Oh, my bad. Um. So, it, and that's the thing is, They chose not to. So it made it even harder to me because I'm like, my child adores them because he never saw that part of them because they didn't do that to him. I mean, my parents, I was raised in the 80s. It was a very common, normal thing to spank your children. Uh, Sadly, that was abusing our children was the norm. And I was uh, I'm the middle of three. I know that my sister and brother got spanked through stories I was told, but I have no recollection of anyone, but me ever getting spanked and not all narcissists use physical. No, I'm not And they don't have to, because in a lot of times what they just do is that, that, that gaslighting, making you feel like you're the crazy one. So then you're constantly questioning yourself so that things like what you just said, someone like, says, how
0: about, how about oh. saying, Oh, fine you didn't do anything wrong whatever bye and then they stop speaking to you, and yep. you it'll go on for the longest time and then they won't address you and then all of a sudden it's like well you haven't called me you haven't texted me well your hand's not broken either you're the one who walked away but they give you the silent treatment silent treatment just eat you alive because you're like what did i do i'm gonna end up apologizing to you for what you did even though i didn't do anything wrong yep. it, it, it literally is like i i don't I, I don't understand. And, and like one of the yeah. best things I could tell you is I had a really good friend who had something going on with her car and we were over at the, their house. And so my sperm donor had a very uh, wondering eye, if you will. And he was very flirty with her and she was very timid and very shy. And yeah. he was like, let's go ride around the block. Well, sh- so I can hear the car. And she was like, well, okay, here's the keys. He's like, no, go with me. And, he wanted me to stay at the house. Mm. And I was like, and so he got furious with me and he was like, don't waste my time. I don't have time to do yep. this. She's not even going to go around the block with me, you know, to hell with this. He was my friend and, you know, just yeah. figure it out on her own. So I literally was just, like Beetlejuice with my head. And I said, Oh my God, you know, I can't do this right now. I ran in and I said, I'm sorry. She's just shy. She's scared, whatever. And I'm apologizing yep. for my friend being scared and shy of a man that she's heard the stories from yeah. right about. And then, you know, he finally gives in he goes, I don't have all day for this, you know? And it's like, seriously, I've taught my daughter, I would rather you tell me the truth and upset me then why make me happy? Because when I find out about it, I'm not going to be happy yep. and we'll work it out. You know, people make mistakes and the way you learn from them is to learn from them. But growing up, my sperm donor would bring any, any chance that my egg donor went out with my younger brother, the golden child, or yep. my half sister who he had no relationship with at all. Like at all, she wouldn't even allowed on the property. Then he would go out with another woman and nine out of 10 times, we were the scapegoat. We were the excuse, yep. you know, let's go have dinner. And then there'd be another woman. Well, yep. my daughter got really good at taking pictures with her phone. My phone. Uh, yep. And she'd be like, ah, and he even sat down and said, if you show those to her, I'll tell her you brought this person with us. And yes. Wow. And, and so she, my daughter, even when she was like three, four, five, six years yep. old, he would say, you just need to tell grandma this is the three yep. of us. And I said, do not tell her it's okay to lie. What you're doing is yeah. teaching her to lie. Yep. And he would say, well, if you love me, you know, you, you wouldn't want to tell your grandmother. Well, my daughter had a uh, oral aversion where it was hard for her to eat at that yep. point. And it took her a lot longer. But yep. if a woman was there, then he would say, oh, it takes her a while to eat. So we're going to be here a little bit. Take your time. No one's pressuring you. But yeah, if we no, ever no, went no, without, someone, without else, someone else, I got things to do. Could you come on? You know, yep. I should have come, you know, and made yep. her feel horrible. Yep. Horrible. Yep. And so I finally got to the point, Megan, where it was just like, I can't do this anymore. We had a knockdown drag out about it. Yep. Um, he actually started a relationship, if you will, with someone that was in my medical healthcare team. Oh my God. And really? yeah. I. And so I didn't know about it at first. And then I started hearing about it little by little. She was younger than me. Oh, wow. Right. And so we decided that, um, well, first before the holidays, I started learning he was talking with her and and hanging out with her or whatever. And I hated it. And he was like, don't you want me to be happy? Your mom is the coldest person in America, Uh, you know, so cold and 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 we don't do anything. We don't. You know, do anything. I'm trying to keep yep. it G-rated. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to know these things. I said, I I'll be your biggest cheerleader, but you need to take care of what you need to take care of first. Yep. And so he would text her when they would go on like a trip or whatever and say, I wish you were here. And yeah. yep. Well, the the ironic thing of it is one day they had a really nice RV. And he says, um, let's go for a ride. Well, we go to our house and pick her up. And, oh my God. and I'm like, no, 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 no. So we go to lunch. They're all talking. The little girl that the girl has, she has like a two-year-old yep. daughter, is dropping food on the floor, eating it, yep. eating, you know, jalapenos. Yeah, sure. Care. Mom's no. drinking it. And I'm just dumbfounded. So my daughter, bless her heart, takes the phone, just tick, 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 so tick, taking tick, pictures. pictures. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it just kept going on and on. And I I ended up just saying, I can't do this. I can't be a part of this, you know. So I told my daughter that um, I wanted her and I to go away for a weekend before an upcoming surgery and to do something non-medical. Well, we did. And my Spartan donor says, well, I'll go with you. And I didn't think anything about it. It And so he, I said, we're going to have separate rooms. I'm not going to be in the same room. You know, it's just kind of weird and awkward. And so he gets his room, I get mine and my daughter's, and then we have dinner and we, you know, do whatever. And then the next morning we go and we're doing that airborne gla- air glass yes. and we're going to go to the aquarium and stuff. And it started pouring down rain. So we went back to the rooms and he was like, what room are you in again? Because we we're all different floors. And yeah. he like, okay, let me go make a few phone calls. I'll be back in like 30 minutes. Okay. So there's a knock on the door. My daughter runs to the door. She's never had a dad. So she kind of looks at him like that. Yeah. She runs to the door, opens the door. And there is that woman and child. And my, Oh my God my sperm donor. Right. So I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I have a yeah. picture. I took pictures of my daughter standing in front with her arms up. Like, Nope, Nope. Uh-uh, yep. Nope. Done. Yeah. She sits there. lets the little girl do whatever she wants to do. Yep. They start going to the aquarium. I'm like, I'm not going with you. I don't want to be anywhere near you. I'm doing our thing. Bye. Right. And so after that, we went and got something to eat and, or he did, he, we went and got something to eat. They showed up. And we go back to the hotel and they knocked on the door and literally dropped this kid off so that they could go. To oh my movie, God. to a movie. Well, my daughter had begged him to go see a movie with him. Sure. And she's like, I'm not going, he's like, I'm not going to a movie theater. I hate movie theaters. I'm not going. And she wanted to go see whatever cartoon movie was out. Each sure. took her to that movie. So help me God strike me dead. And we were dumbfounded. And yeah. so I'm texting him saying, Are you kidding me? This kid is screaming for her mom. I can't and will not be a babysitter. You need to come in. The movie's not over. And I was like, are you sitting there with her in this movie right now? Yes. She's a lot of fun. And I'm like, you're a moron. So this just, you know, keeps going. And after like 12 something, he was like you know so i said am gonna end up being a noise complaint because his kid yeah. mouth. she's yeah. screaming, screaming. Yeah. and he's like give her a cookie give her you know whatever oh. and i'm like i didn't bring baby food you know yeah, no you my daughter and i so it ends up being a really big deal and when we got back to where we are now here uh, geographically he was like if you tell your mother i will make her believe that you brought her to me and i'm like i yeah. didn't Make you stick anything in it? Yeah, exactly. You like, know? I didn't force you to do anything. You're right. a grown human. So I finally just got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And yep. so last year, they they have a huge house. When I say mansion, I am serious. Yep. And they have nice cars and whatever, but that doesn't mm-hmm. make love. Like I'd rather have all the love in the world that I have with my husband. Yep. Than that. So needless to say, they have an enormous amount of space and I asked to get my Christmas stuff from their house. I was told it would be outside and we weren't allowed in the home. Wow. We get there and my daughter gets out and says, Cassie, the dog, no, not even allowed in. He wasn't there. She was. And we never had a relationship because of everything growing up. I was told about how horrible of a person she was. So, and that's a whole different story with her and her son. But so we, um, I came in with probably a, a stack about three, four inches high of pictures. Yeah. And I said, look, I can't continue this with a guilty conscience. I just want you to know, I'm sure I'm walking away from everything. And that's yeah. fine. You know, that's fine. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I just want you to know what you're dealing with. I don't know how you don't know, but I want you to know. And I said, you're going to say there's two sides, but pictures speak louder than words. Yeah. And I just start showing her. Yeah. And her answer was, well, he has to have an explanation and I said what uh, and I said tell me this did you ever know that the woman went to yeah uh, town with us and he she was like no I said but why would he tell you that if he didn't do anything wrong yeah why and she had no answer and I said here's here's a text where she says I'm eating ice cream and I and he says I want some and it says well I want to take it out of your mouth and I said well this doesn't bother you and I said I probably have another four or 500 of these yeah at the house that My daughter took over the years. I said, there's probably 15, 20 women in in all these pictures. And she didn't do a thing. She stayed with him. She didn't care because she's not going to give up the money. I mean, you know. That's
1: that's the thing I think what's interesting about two narcissistic people getting together um, is it actually, it's interesting. It's actually the only way that relationships work for them is if they're both narcissistic. Because... I mean, they can they can deny reality like no human you ever met. That's true. Like like your, like your egg donor. Like seriously. Like no, nope. they choose that it doesn't exist. It literally doesn't exist. Right. Like my ex was like again hugely narcissistic. Yes, physically mm-hmm. violent too. But the the narcissistic part was actually the part that I struggle with the the, the most. Like that that, was a, that, that habitual is, right. stuff. That was oh, it was it was totally a double whammy. But just the stuff you're talking about, I mean, I have zero proof and I don't need it to know that he cheated on me because I was with him for 18 years. And I think there was like 17 and a half of those that he accused me of cheating. And I'm like, and I, and I'm, I mean, we're talking, I was the only person that had a job for the entire time. So I got up at whatever, butt crack time, pardon my language in the morning, went to work, worked for 16 hours, came home, cooked, cleaned, took care of him, went to bed, got up and did it all over again. Never would have I, even when I had a nine to five, did I ever have time in my life right. to go have any kind of relationship? Whereas he was the human being that had no job. Somehow man magically managed to always be playing hockey. He was a hockey player. I don't know how he paid for all these leagues and things, right? So there was, and magically the games were always at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night after I went to sleep.
0: Imagine that.
1: And he he would tell me in the morning, oh yeah, you know, the game was from 9 to 10 and I got home at 10.30. Uh, I was awake when you wandered in at 3.30 in the morning.
0: Right. Kind of hard not to hear you.
1: Like, you know, and he used to do, oh, this is the creepiest, most nasty thing he ever used to do to me. So he'd come home, think I was asleep. Of course, I just played to sleep because I'm like I'm not starting a fight. Like I'm keeping my body safe. S- sleep is hard enough when you're constantly scared that they're going to be doing something to you in your sleep. Well, this was uh just a few years into the relationship, and I I was like in that sort of waking state. He started doing this oh, so creepy. He would rub my feet. So. Mm-hmm. I he would think that I was asleep and I actually started like audio recording it because I really thought I was crazy. Cause he would deny, 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 like it never fucking happened. So he would rub my feet. So there was physical touch, right. but it was in a way that was, I mean, it's any psychologist or anybody would tell you that type of like massaging and rubbing the feet and the hands are actually two of the ways that people can connect the easiest. So he would rub my feet. And he would simultaneously tell me, I love you. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. I, you know, I don't know what I would do if you left me. And then he would start confessing. But damn, was she a good lay. Le- I mean, she- he would start confessing. No way. Thinking I was asleep the entirety of the time.
0: And I stayed for Keep years. Straight like, how did you not just grunt that face you so, make when you're mad?
1: Well, again, this goes to being raised by a narcissist. You were so trained in the patterns of behavior in your head that you, I literally thought that it was normal. I thought that it was normal for somebody to abuse me. I mean, up until a year ago when I got a new partner, I thought that he that is. was just normal. He is fabulous. But I just thought that that was a normal thing. And now that I'm, moving away from that I'm like oh my gosh people telling me they love me in one breath and telling me I'm terrible in the another that's not okay right and so he had de- and I I mean he would he did it for years he literally did the foot rubbing thing for years and I would bring it up I'd be like you know thank you for the foot massage last night it was really nice and he'd go like I don't know what you're talking about what foot massage he denied it Oh, he denied. And this was before we had cell phones and stuff that had video cameras. So I audio recorded and I would play back the recordings. Yeah, that was really dumb. Don't ever ever confront a narcissist who's actually a physically violent human being. Dumbest thing I ever did. I was going to say that had to get
0: confrontational.
1: (laughs) No, that was dumb. Learned that lesson. Stopped recording. Like, learned the lesson, sadly, the hard way. Um, But... That I think was the biggest thing that, and I've come, I've come to this conclusion, you know, my ex is a narcissist, my partner's ex is a narcissist, my mother's a narcissist, his mother's, they, they are a plethora of human beings that are narcissists. And there's two ways to deal with them in life. One is the best, which is don't. I was gonna say. Do what you did, do what I did. And it doesn't matter. The DNA, resp- don't, don't worry about the DNA. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the lies. Don't worry about whatever they tell you. Their actions, you, you believe their actions more than their words and just hard cut. Mm-hmm. Pretend they're a drug that you are addicted to. And the only way to save yourself is to cut them. That's the best option. Because sadly, the sec- second option is to become them.
0: Right, no, I've been a year
1: no contact.
0: I refused I- to get I I said to my daughter you deserve the parent I saw within my grandparents you do not deserve them and so they would use her excuse to get people to do things for them saying it would be for her I mean that was ridiculous like I have a handicap placard I have a handicap plate but it was mine and I made sure not to put it in her name because when you hang it I didn't want her to see her name let her see my name. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so they actually went and got one and said it was for her in case they ever drove her anywhere, which never. And yeah, they, they would go in and say, we don't know where the doctor's letter is or whatever, or they would take mine and photocopy it and laminate it. But that, that is just, you know, how they were. I mean, and then when you have a child, like my daughter said to my egg donor one day, how would you feel if my mom didn't come out of surgery? And she was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And my daughter was scared to death. She was young. She was scared to death. And she was like, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going on a table for massive surgery and you're going to go get your hair done. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. My,
1: my, my mother. So before I had my son, I had a, I had a medical necessity to have an abortion. We're not getting into that conversation. I'm just not saying what happened today. for me. That's not a topic. But what I'm saying is um, there was a medical necessity in my life to get an abortion. And I was dumb enough t- to allow my mother to come because I needed support. And I thought it was going to be either my ex and nobody or sh- and she showed Yeah. Oh, Lord, that was a. I mean, I, I thought she was going to be supportive and oh, that turned into the biggest, a big, big mistake with her because she held that over my, I mean, my, my child is 13 now and she still loves to bring it up at Christmas time
0: about the baby killer daughter that she has. I think one of the hardest ones for me is I have a bro- a younger brother who I've known from young age that he was going to be, you know, gay. Okay. And I've said to him, I don't care as long as whoever you're with doesn't put their hands on you. Yes. Wrong. Like you'd be whoever you want to be with. And yes. he was very much afraid to come out with it. And, you know, cause he knows who his dad is and sure. whatever. They don't have a relationship. that's worth anything. Yeah. And for the longest time, you know, I used to say to my egg hey, donor, you're the puppeteer because you're telling everybody one thing and they're not getting it from anywhere else. And they, they don't like me because, yep. you know, I had a closeness, if you will, with my sperm donor because he had everything. I was his excuse for everything. Yes. Right. So I felt so bad. And to this day, I feel so bad genuinely for him because, like, he only hears what she says. And they used to go on cruises together every year. She said, I'm going on a a cruise with my husband. It's not her husband. It's her son. And they would go on cruises and stay in the same room together. And she's ruined him. And it's like he he doesn't know how to do certain things like he's yep. in his late 30s he doesn't know how to make a bank deposit he doesn't go to grocery shopping he comes over and she yeah. gets it loads it in the car um wow. and it's heart wrenching it is he is so yeah. smart he is a smart smart guy yeah. and it's it's heart wrenching it really is if he he was over there and i was at their house he would text our mom, if you will, and ask uh, her to message me to get the dog, and we're in the same place. And it's like, you know, and then my sperm donor is like, "Oh, she ruined him. It's the worst thing it could have ever happened." And yeah. I was like, "Well, where were you? Where were you? Out? Why couldn't? Why weren't you teaching him to be a man on his own?" Right, and he and he doesn't. He hasn't. If he got in a car accident, he would call her, not him. If he got a flat tire, he'd call her, not him. And it was yep. like, it's sad. And then, yes. you know, my quote unquote dad, if you will the next day would literally come to me and laugh about it and make fun of him. And it was horrible. Like, and I have text after text after text. And I told my egg donor, if you will, when I opened up and told her, I said, look, I'm not trying to have malice. I'm not trying to be vengeful. I'm trying to let you see what's really going on. I said, if I really wanted to be this hurtful, horrible witch with another letter that you portray me as, I would go and take this and show your son. Yes, and I have it uh, to this day. I have it because it, he would have he would have a breakdown. You know, he, he, he already is followed by a psychologist, which I'm incredibly proud of him because he realized it. And he went and he goes, but he would have an absolute breakdown. And I said, no. I have not showed him any of it because I that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to show how I have text after text after text of no. his father making fun of his gay son, or, you know, just the things that he would text or when he would text about her other daughter. Yeah, and, and I didn't do that. And she wouldn't even, you know, say, okay, I get that. Like yep. nothing. And it hurts me because he's so smart. He's limited himself to, yeah. you know, what he's, he, he could reach for the moon and he'd hit the stars and everywhere. In oh. Well, they, and I
1: have, I mean, I my sister's very similar to your brother. You know, like I said, I'm the middle of three. The youngest, my brother, my brother made the smart choice at 17 years old. He said, bye, and just cut. He was like, I am done with you fools. Like, he just seemed to get it. And he went and lived his life. He has a somewhat relationship with the family. My sister, mm, no, 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 got herself into abusive relationships and then finally, you know, got herself, you know, she's got. three or four master's degrees and a PhD. And she's the dumbest educated person I've ever met calls my mom for everything, everything.
0: That's
1: crazy. And, and has no ability, but it was interesting. This, this summer, my, my mother throws what we call the, you won't use her name, but the mother party, like it's right. this big giant. Look, look at me, me party every year for the whole family. It's basically right. like a, a family get together. And this year, I just, I took my partner, (laughs) my new partner, and he doesn't fit. Well, I don't fit the mold of the family. I was the black sheep. He's the black sheep of his family, but we don't fit the mold. So we show up and he pointed things out to me that I'd never seen before. All the women in my family, my mother is the youngest of three women. So she's got two sisters and her mother. All of them are narcissistic. All of them have husbands who are wet blanket. I mean, just sit there. They literally say nothing. All three, all three, uh, my aunts, my, my aunt, my father, my uncle, my father, my other uncle, and then my brother-in-law. So there's four of them. They wandered or literally said no words to anyone. They're just wandering around the property. And it's a tight, it's not really a big house. It's a small backer. Just You can just tell the only thing they're doing is waiting to be told what to say, what to think, what to feel, how to act, what to eat, what to do it when. And I'm just like, and then, and then here's my partner who's healthy, masculine, just talking around being his gregarious self. And the women are just like, (gasps) oh, right offended right. that this man is daring to step in their party. And we never had more fun messing with narcissists in our life. Cause I told him what he was going into. Like, I I've told you this story. I told everyone at that party, I said, no hugs. Cause yeah. again, physical contact is one way that we share energy and they, right. they get connected to you. And then they're like, oh, and I said, no hugs, man, it was the most fun I ever had with my family because nobody wanted a thing to do with me. <laughs> or we were watching at the end. They always do this thing with my grandmother where all the grandchildren and the great grandchildren now, everybody, all of her people have to be in a picture with her. <laughs> and I looked and I looked at him and I said, No. My son went, No. And we're listening as we're leaving to my aunt, just, you know. Take your sunglasses off and smile. And you got to—I mean, it was just this—nyang, yang yang yang. You got to do it the way that it's supposed to be. It's got to be perfect. It's and and oh, and we and my partner's just like, how did you do this for a lifetime? I said, I don't know, but I'm done. Never again. Did you? Do we get it? Did we get the family? Okay, we're done. Good. Yeah. And just and nothing. And since then, like nothing. And I'm like, huh. It is super interesting to me how they think they use the silent treatment against you. I've a never had so
0: much peace in my entire right. life. Right, you know, and it, and it's, they, it's, they're so different behind closed doors. And when you tell certain people, you're like, that's not who they really are. They're like, maybe that's not who you are because I don't see that with them. No. And that's what killed me. It's like my daughter would go into this house. It was like a museum and it was so cold, you know? It, I mean, even though it was a beautiful home. I would never live in it, even if it was given to me. It, it, it doesn't feel homely. It doesn't feel welcoming, you know? And my daughter would walk up and, and she was little and she put her hand on the wall. And they're like, yeah. oh my God, you know what it costs to paint these walls? Get your hands off the wall. You left a hand on the wall. And then they'd go get one of those magic racers and tell her she had to clean it. And, all this. and so the minute they walked off, I'm like, plat, 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 plat. <laughs> and I put my hand everywhere. And I'm like, I, seriously? You yeah. know, it's the perception of what they have. It's the money. It's the materialistic. It's everybody be jealous of what I have, but I'm miserable on the inside and I'm totally heartless and emotionless. No, it's and it, it is a form of abuse that has
1: become so ingrained in our society, in. society and accepted that we just sit there and, 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 and like you said, their favorite tactics are gaslighting you and making you feel like you're crazy, telling everybody else that it is your fault. To this day, I have human beings come up to me or message me on Facebook and tell me what they think is a funny story about how I was when I was a teenager. And I will correct them about how that story actually went and what I actually received when I got home from that experience of you thinking I was being bad. And they're like, Oh, your mother would never, your father didn't do that. They're not those people. They are so good at one face to the world, true face to the inside. And like you pointed out, with, when it comes to children, there's actually a great book. I will, I will highly recommend this to anyone listening. It's called Raising, Raising a Resilient Child or Raising Resilient Children um, is, is the name of the book. I'm, uh, but it's, and it's written by psychologists. Like it's written by people. Their take on it is really, I mean, I kind of had a hard time reading it because again, my take is just don't deal with them. Right. Their take is if you have to deal with them and you have a co-parent or someone you live with that's a narcissist, here's how to help your children not turn into that and to keep them safe. Man, and I read that book as an adult trying to deal with exes who are narcissists. I learned more about my own childhood in that the, the, the golden child and the whipping child. Yep. And I shared with you, weirdly enough, I was actually both growing up. My, my mother never, I was the one she spent more time with. She did everything for Megan. She did Girl Scouts for Megan. She volunteered for Megan. She did. She, she got me into choir for Megan. It was all for Megan. It was all for Megan. It was not, it was the mommy show. It was to toot my own horn. I'm a great mommy. Look at what I do show. She was a Pinterest mom before Pinterest was a thing, but simultaneously I was taught that I wasn't good enough and that me, you know, my attitude. Oh, there she goes again. I can't tell you how many times I heard that there Megan goes again. And I didn't know what they meant. I look at it as an adult now and I'm like, oh my God, that was three-year-old me not being heard, not being seen. And the only way that I could actually actualize anything that felt like verbalizing how I felt was to scream and yell and act exactly like my mother to do the things that she did to me because that's how I was taught. Right. Right and you they and, and but i was the, but in in public it was oh there she goes again oh she's having a meltdown oh i am the martyr i must deal with this child and that's just how they are playing the victim making someone and so you know as adults i got the choice you know hard cut right and i i to cycle no and and to this day if you are co-parenting with a narcissist or and you know my advice to everybody is: do everything you can to just cut them out. And yeah. I know sometimes you can't because the a
0: thing, right? Yeah. But I mean, like it was a huge thing when he wrote his thesis, and he wrote, he wrote his thesis, and I published my book, and there was a big television show uh, um, report done about it, and yeah. it, it was, you know, it, it was on the radio, and it was on TV, and it was this big deal. And, you know, neither one of the sperm or egg donor would watch it. and Yeah. And my egg donor was like, you know, it's harder to write a thesis than it is to write a book. And I was like, what? Okay. Sure. Okay. And, you know, never read it, never supported it, nothing. Anyone who knows me and knows how devoted I am to anyone I care about, if I knew for a second somebody was hurting someone that I love, they'd have to grip me off of a doorframe. Oh, yeah. They didn't even meet my daughter for the first three months of her life. And no. it was, why did you say you deserved it? You shouldn't have made him mad. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, and it, I would never let that happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you even know? And it, I mean, it's literally, it just is mind blowing. I hate the fact that I have no relationship yeah. with, you know, even my brother. My brother is totally tainted by what is heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not his fault. I know that's not his fault. He hates me because of what he's heard. Oh, he does. He doesn't know the truth in all aspects. You know, he's dated someone now for several years who is not the greatest member of society. We could say that safely. Yeah. Um. You know, he has an extremely long rap sheet. Um. Okay. And and I said, as long as he doesn't hurt you, yeah. Then, you know, it <laughs> is. What, you know, yeah. right. But in. And I hate that because he's so smart. And I mean, he's, he's been a server at the same deli for like 17 years. He has a master's degree. He's incredibly smart, Wow! but he just doesn't believe in himself. You can see the lack like, of self-esteem. Um, and I just wish he could, you know, kind of see who he was and who he has the ability to be, you know, and he can't, He he's so latched to her it's her fault. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even see that yet. And I'm just waiting on the day where it's an epiphany to him. You know, sadly, but, it will probably be the day that she's gone. Oh, he's already said the day she's gone. He's he's just taken his own life. He's going to be gone with her. He just can't For imagine. That's and that's just so sad that it's and I
1: think that's the thing is that with certain types of mental diseases, it's it, it, it the, the human being that's experiencing it, it. It just it happens to them. Yes, there's you know you think bipolarism there is things that happen externally but specifically the narcissist their mental disease is harming other humans like it, right. it is getting another human to be like them it is you know again because they come from it that this is just how the world works therefore you're in the wrong because you don't work like i do and it's just so and and i i mean really for i i, I say it a lot but for people who are like, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Am I, no, you're not crazy. They are, leave. Like, and, and you know, I, and we're in support groups on Facebook all the time. And I'm just, I just repeat the same thing. I'm like, the hardest part for us who are the victims of someone who's narcissistic is that we're good human beings with good hearts who just really genuine, genuinely want to help humans. Right, but we're made out to be helping you they, they don't want the help. They don't want to change. They don't want the help. They don't want the love. Right. And they care. make us out to
0: be like the worst human beings on the planet. They do. And that's they absolutely do. how
1: they operate. And they, they, they actually biologically get a serotonin bump the way you and I do from petting puppies. They get a serotonin bump from making people hurt. Right. Right. Their brain is wired wrong no excuse like again there is no excuse for what they do
0: just because I understand it does not mean I excuse it at all right it's like my daughter would say hey grandpa can we watch a movie it's got to be my movie my choice you know you have to do what I want and if if she want to watch some cartoon or whatever no let's watch whatever and 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 it's not, it's all about him. And then it was, okay, well, we'll do it tonight. And then, no, let's do it tomorrow night. No, let's do it the next night. Let's, you know, and then it never happens. But then you go with some skirk and go to a movie theater, which you have in your own home, but you're out of town, you know? And it's like, I I told her, I said, I might not be able to give you the house, but I can give you the home. And there's a big difference.
1: Huge difference. And, and uh, I mean, even just, like I said, last night, you know, my current partner and I are sitting with our children, you know, sadly, my stepson has a narcissistic mother. 50% of the time I have no control over what's happening. And he comes to my house and Oh God, I hear it. And I see it. And I am just nothing I can do except love on you. And, and nip it in the bud. No, you're wrong. This is not how we act. This is not, you are manipulating me and I will not take it. And you will not speak to me that way. And this is not how the world operates and there's nothing else I can do. And what's sad is we're going to watch over the next five years as he becomes an adult. And he has to, he's on that cusp of a path. Am I a narcissist or am I not? And, And I tell my ex, if he chooses the narcissistic path, he will be kicked out of my house and he will have to live with her full time. And he goes, Oh no, we can't ever do that. And I'm like, you don't understand how much I will not deal with them.
0: Right.
1: Like I just will not because there's just, there is no dealing with that. Right. I mean, there's making it better. Again, the, the resilient children, it talks about protecting them and literally you create your own. That's what I did with me and my son. We're unraveling that now that the ex is gone and Oh wait, now you've become codependent on mommy and that's not healthy. And that's okay. But I did what I had to do to protect him, to keep him from being the beneficiary of all the lovely abuse that experience, was experienced in our house his whole life. Right. But now that, you know, and, and you know, I watch it. It's, it's never, it, it is always possible always, especially when they're young Right. for them to unwind that and go, Oh nope, that's not actually a way to live. And so You're never going to change the narcissist ever, but the beautiful thing is, is you don't have to, you get to change you yes, and you just get to be different by yourself and and not, not be the person that they trained you and groomed you into being, you don't have to be that human. You get to change it. Right. And at the end of the day, they're still them. And there's nothing you can do to change that except separate, deal with as little as possible. Right. So, yeah, no, it, it, it is definitely something that I think that we need to speak more of yes, absolutely. in the survivor community that all of us have actually dealt with narcissists. That's kind of how we ended up being where we were and, right. and how we, we landed. Cause you know, it's, it's a sad part of society that gets hidden behind
0: so many doors. It is very much. Um, so. Very much yeah. So. so what are your final words for us? I know we're going to have to do this again. I this again. know. Um, I think, What
1: I always tell people when I'm speaking to community of my heart, those who listen, who are survivors themselves is, um, you know, you're, you are some of the most amazing human beings out there. Keep healing, keep going. Every, every step that you take away from the narcissist, away from the physical abuser, it's not just helping you, but it's helping everybody that you know everybody that you love, you know, it's helping right. your children. It's helping whether we like that it's helping our abusers or not. It is helping them because they can't do it to us. And, and we give them one less victim to have a hold on. Um, so I just say, keep going, keep flowing, <laughs> keep moving forward. Keep ahead. forward. Yes. Keep going. Um, because it is, you know, and, and for those of us who understand, I mean, you, you relapse and you go back and you, you get other people in your lives, but you spot it faster. Yes. You know, and just because yeah. you accidentally got a narcissistic friend or accidentally got a narcissistic boss, guess what? You spotted it a hundred percent faster than the last time in your life and you moved away faster. So don't beat yourself up on that. That's not on you. That's on them.
0: Right. And when you find someone who has been through it and is not a narcissist, you yes. have such a great bond with them. You keep them around because they get it. They're great support. And She's kind of stuck with me, whether she wants
1: to speak or not. It is so true. It is very true that we 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 understand each other's paths uh, when you when you go through similar experiences in life. At least you didn't say you were stuck with me, that a little. I might be. I don't know. <laughs> Ouch.
0: Wow.
1: Man, I don't even know what to say
0: on that one. That hurts. The good kind of stuck with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Well, I'm going to make sure that we are bringing you back again here soon yes. and we thank you so much for being here with us and we cannot wait to hear your new show coming very soon. I'm I'm excited to get that out to the world and always a pleasure being
1: on your show. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks we are